Welcome to the 7th Street Chronicles, a podcast from your Charlotte Firefighters Association, Local 660. Hello, this is Tom Brewer, and I'm here with uh, Jeff Stevenson today. We're going to get to him in a second, but this is the uh, first ever podcast for uh, Local 660 and the 7th Street Chronicles, and we're here on seven, at uh, 7th Street at our Union Hall. So, uh, Jeff, you probably never thought about this when you got in the fire service, but you're part of history today. I am. I, I, what an honor to be in the first podcast. First, first ever one. Tremendous. I didn't know this was the first. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to be bringing a lot of things to our members and to the firefighters. Um, and one of them is talking about with, with retirees. And uh, as luck would have it, this wasn't planned or anything. Uh, Jeff is having a retirement drop-in today here at the Union Hall. So, uh, and it's just like lucked into it. It's St. Patrick's Day. So happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. And uh, Jeff, why don't you start off and uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name's Jeff Stevenson. Um, I'm retiring this week. I, my last day was Monday, the 15th of March. Um, I'm retiring with 29 years, eight months because I bought some military time. So actual service years in Charlotte, um, 24 years, five years of military, eight years of projected sick. What branch of the military were you in? I was in the Marine Corps, uh, from 88 to 93 and served in desert storm, um, and moved back to Charlotte in 93. Uh, started working in electronics in Charlotte. And it's funny, the way I got on the fire department, it was kind of always in the back of my mind, but I wasn't like a fire buff my whole life. We had a little prefab chimney fire in my apartment comp- in my apartment when we, in the first place we moved back to Charlotte. And I called, back in the, back in the day, some will remember, the phone book had a blue section in it. And it was the city county section. Yeah, I remember so the old I, phone I books. I rifled down yeah. through and found the Charlotte Fire Department non-emergency number, which of course was alarm. I didn't know that. So I called alarm and said, hey, you know, if you got anybody that's not busy, would you send them over and just sort of check? I got the fire out, the stuff's outside and whatever. I just want to make sure I didn't do any damage. And they came, of course, they boxed the whole thing out, sent the, sent the cavalry. Well, the chief... This is unusual, but because the chief usually don't come inside on stuff like that, but he came into the, my apartment for some reason. Who was the chief? I don't know. I don't right. know. But it was I lived in Station Three's area, so he would have been Battalion Four when they were at Station Three. I said I don't know. I was an old guy, gray heads, all I remember. Okay. And he came in and he saw a picture of me in my dress blues, and he said, "You know, you ever you ever give any thought to the fire service as a career?" And I said, "Yes, sir." I, at one time, I thought that was what I wanted, and then I went in the Marine Corps. And he said, well, right now, the fire chief and all three deputies in charge of hiring are former Marines. You'd have no trouble getting hired. And I thought, wow, that really opened the door for me. You know, like it gave me an opportunity and something to think about. So I talked to my ex-wife then, and, you know, man, it just, I feel I feel like I just lucked into this career, honestly. It And, um that's how it happened. Well, cool. What what all stations were you at? Well, what recruit class were you in? Class forty nine. Class forty nine. Whoop. Um, there were two run, two run at the same time. That forty eight came in a month before <clears throat> us, and then we started. And you know they had been there a month, and they were salty by the time we got there. You know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, class forty nine came out in um, ninety seven. Started in March of ninety seven, and. Um, so I think we graduated in June of 97, went to Station 26. My first officer was Alan Middleton. 
Um, I had a crusty firefighter too, John Cowick. He had just left Station 4. And I was telling somebody this last night, he had, he was kind of burned out from working at 4, as you know. Yeah, it hadn't and changed. He, he, he lives on a farm. And his dad was like, John, when you get home, you're no good to me because you're up all night. You're, all you want to do is sleep when you come home. I need you to transfer so you can you know, get some more sleep at night, be you know, handy on the farm. So he was a great guy to work with. Um, Frank Davis was our driver, and he really set me on a path of fitness. He loved to run. And he, um, he, just, he loved to get rookies right out of recruit school and run them into the dirt because he thought that was the funniest thing. He was a distance runner, and mm -hmm. he, these guys come out of recruit school, and they think they're in shape, and he'd take them across the street and wear them out. <laughs> so uh, so it was Frank Stevens? Frank Davis. Frank Davis. Yeah. So he got you into fitness. So do you think uh, – so you're doing something we don't see a lot of anymore, which – well, we do and don't, but um, 25 years on the back of the truck. The backbone of the fire service are firefighters. Yeah. Firefighter 2, you know, you're Firefighter 2. I, I mean – it's crazy to me, admirable. You talk about the like the, uh, the 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 saltiness and stuff like that. I don't think we get enough of that sometimes. I took the captain's test four times, and I, right as soon as I was able to, I'll tell you what, man. The fire department has been a blessing. They they put me through college. I never thought I'd go to college. It just school wasn't for me. High school was not for me. Um, but after my my time in the Marine Corps, and I had the GI Bill. I wanted to use that, and when I found out the fire department had a, that you or CPCC had a fire science degree, and that I could use my GI Bill to go, and the fire department would reimburse me, I was like, man, I'd be stupid not to use that. So, yeah. Um, the fire department's been so terrific in that. So, way. do you think the longevity thing? What had more to do with you being able to do the 25 years on the back of the truck? So, on the back of the truck, you're the grunt. You're working just mm -hmm. like in the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. You did. Mm -hmm. You're working. You're you're pulling the tools off the rescue, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, what had a bigger impact? The running you did, or do you think like Station Eleven taking the workload off ten mm -hmm. played a part in that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, you know, people will say like I don't have I don't have the miles on me that some guys do. If they ride an engine or a ladder their whole career, they run a lot more call volume, medical alarms, that kind of thing. And the rescue, because I was on the rescue for 18 plus years, you know, we only go to legit stuff. So, you know, you don't get beat up quite as bad on the rescue. I think that has something to do with it. Staying in shape has something to do with it. Um, the guys that I've had around me, you know, the the guys that come to the rescue are, 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 are great people. They want to be there. They want to do that kind of work, and it's infectious, you know. And like, I remember when um, when I first came to came out of recruit school, I went to 26. Alan Middleton said, you know, I love working here because we always get rookies. This is a rookie station, and it's, it, we have a lot of turnover, but it keeps us young because guys come here, they're enthusiastic, and unfortunately, there's not a ton to do, but we train. We you know, and, and, and then, you know, they, they, they want to fly the coop and go somewhere busier as soon as they can. That's yeah. what I did. I didn't finish before. I said, so I went to 26. I was there about nine or 11 months. I went to Station 3. I lived in 3's local. Okay. So I thought, man, how cool it would be to work in my neighborhood, you know. So I transferred to Station 3. Well, I didn't even know they did. They had to do the same stuff as the rescues. I had no idea they were going to. I was so as soon as I got there, they sent me to confined space, trench, USAR, uh, Swiftwater. Uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, anyway, 
scuba. And yep. so, so, yep. so I was I, like, I was thinking yeah, myself yeah, there. Uh, yeah. So man, I, it was like a year's <clears throat> worth of training. And, um, and so from three, I got, when I made firefighter two, um, I got transferred to, uh, 20 and I worked for captain Archie, Fred Archie, yeah. nice guy. He had two years left in his career. And I said, look, Fred, I want to go to the rescue. Um, but I, I'm going to make this two-year commitment to you. We're going to see you out. And we had, a, we had a ball. We had a ball. And rest in peace, Fred. He died. He had uh, Alzheimer's. He died a couple years ago. Um, but anyway, we, had, we, we enjoyed our time with him. And, uh, and then from there, uh, yeah, in December 2002, I transferred to the Rescue, Rescue 10. And uh, it was just home, man. Yep. I mean, so what, uh, what do you think uh, – you know, you've been at 10 for a while, whether it's memorable calls, memorable people. What do you think, you know, anything, I'm sure a lot's going to stick out, but yeah, anything well, like off the top well, of your head Corey, that you Corey think? Corey asked me that yesterday, or Monday, my last day at work. And I, I, all I can think is, you know, I've, I've worked, I've gotten to work with so many people over the years because people come to the rescue and they don't want to stay on the back. You know, they, they come and then they, they're upwardly mobile. They want to take the captain's test or the driver's test or whatever. And... So they come, we train together, we try new things, we, you know, do the job, we learn each other's families, we go to funerals and weddings and birthdays and everything as a family. And then they go, they go on and we get somebody new and we learn that new person and his family and we get them trained up. And, and it's, so it's a kind of, a, it's been a revolving door and I've gotten to work with so many great people over the years. And you know, when I went there, it was Danny Carpenter on the back, Howard Moose, Alan Haynes, and I took Rick Mayo's spot, and he got promoted. Okay. And our captain was Kern. He had just come out of the academy and been there about 10 or 12 months. And Craig Fries was our driver. And so we had a great crew, a bunch of old old guys that, man, I, you know, I picked up on the fact that Carpenter was sharp and Alan was sharp. We went to rookie school together. And Craig Fries was a great driver and a, a comedian and a hell of a good cook and I watched I watched those guys like a hawk you know just to try to pick up their culture and their their love for what they do and the talent they had you know and the knowledge and so anyway that I just wanted to finish your question about what stations no 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 that no that's no that's that's fine man that's good like you said the I think the one thing all of us should take with us you know is just the people that really make this job. You know what I mean? I hear it from talking to 100%. a lot of retirees. And it's just, yeah, that the, the station life is usually awesome wherever you're at. And obviously station life for you at 10 is great or you wouldn't stay there that long. So Yeah, you know, and, and we started out in the old station on Remount Road. And I, was, I felt really fortunate to get to work there for a couple of years. So I went in December of 2002. And then in 2005, they opened the new station on Wilkinson. And... None of us wanted to leave. None of us wanted to go to the new station. So we tried to do things. We tried to take little pieces of, of the, the, the building, the, this culture that was so you know, ingrained in us over there at the old house and take pieces of that with us to sort of hopefully bring some of that mojo with us. You know, It wasn't the same and it was bigger, shiny, uh, you know, but it's, we've, you know, it's, it's our home now or it's their home now. <laughs> uh, we've made, we made it that way. And, you know, it really is not the building. You know what they say about church. It's not the building. It's, it's the people. 
and it's you know the fire station's the same way it's less about the truck and the building and the uniform it's more about the people and their their love for what they do and their love for each other you know all right so you're walking out the, you've walked out the door time to drop in the day what's something that people even at 10 or something like the the, the people on the fire department wouldn't know about you that you've kind of kept secret this whole time or is there uh is there anything that you you think people would be surprised to know about you because i know you've done some traveling i know you've hiked yeah, some places and yeah, stuff like that yeah, i mean yeah. i mean i had a great i had a great roommate uh, after i got divorced i moved in with another fireman and he he got me interested in mountain climbing and we started we started putting together some equipment and learning all, all we could and Originally, our, his idea was to uh, go to Everest Base Camp, and I, thought, I was like, "Jesus, man, let's start. How about we start small?" You know, so we we started here in North Carolina, climbing Mount Mitchell and so forth, and then we had a chance to travel to Oregon, so we climbed Mount Hood, and none of us, neither of us, had any experience with glacial stuff, um, and then we climbed Mount Rainier, and we summited, cool. on, we summited on September 11th. Cool. So that was that was that was a big deal. Uh, you know, we I I'll never forget that trip. So, do you have any uh, climbs? Anything planned for retirement? Anything big uh, goals mm, like that? Or man, I'm going the opposite direction. I'm going to the Bahamas <laughs> for three weeks. There you go. This month, um, a friend of mine's got a sailboat, and we're going to go get on his sailboat and tool around for a couple weeks down in the Bahamas. And um, my parents live here in Charlotte. I'm going to stay here in Charlotte. Always be based out of here. But uh, you know, I'd like to do a little traveling and. Um, I went to Thailand last year, and that was a blast. I'd love to go see some more of that South Pacific, you know. I don't know. I don't know. So you came on, you said 97? Yeah. All right. So if you were back, if you had a time machine, go back in time. It's 1997. Or let's say you're a rookie in 2021. What would okay. you tell mm. rookie Jeff Stevenson? Got and what me. would you tell the other rookies and people I'll out there? What, I'll tell you, man. What's some advice you would give yourself with the knowledge you have now? Yeah. Uh, stay healthy stay in shape because it makes everything easier and when you start getting out of shape things get harder and you're less you know your your drive kind of it's harder to get up and and do training and and all the things you need to do to stay sharp if if you're not in good shape it may just makes everything easier muscle makes everything easier Um, other thing be wise with your money if you can, you know, put some away. Um, uh, Chief Hannon told me one time, or he, he told the whole fire department that we, they'd started a, a Roth IRA was available to us. I, and I thought, gosh, that's, you know, I don't know much about that, but if he thinks it's a good idea, I'm gonna, I'm just start putting a little money away in a Roth. You know, yep. I didn't know anything about it, and I, it's, it's, it's been great. The, the, you know, but save all you can. Um, Work hard, and and take care of your fellow, your fellow firemen. You know it's it's a it's a fantastic job. It doesn't have to be miserable. You know I had a psychology professor once say you know like when you when you start feeling like you're in a bad mood, just throw on a smile and see if it doesn't change it. You know if you come into station and you're bringing garbage from home with you, um, try to leave it at the door. You know the guys don't deserve to for you to drag them down. You know, try to come to work with a positive attitude. Absolutely. And, and really, 
and really I've always tried to think that about you know service is the word we're really here to serve Charlotte the citizens of Charlotte and you know if you if you come here and you think that this place owes you a living you're dead wrong you know you you you, you come in the door be ready to work and serve and they'll pay you but mm-hmm. you know don't come with the attitude that they owe you. You yeah. owe them. You know? So, so you have a history of service. You know, you served in the, in the Marine mm-hmm. Corps. You served the uh, citizens of Charlotte and the fire department for all these years. But with all that being said, what do you want people to remember most about you? Gosh, that's a tough one. You know, I just, I just always try to treat people with respect. You know. Um, that goes a long way. It really yeah, does, I, I mean, especially where we're at as a society right now. I know. Just I mean, respect you know, everybody. Yeah. Everybody's got everybody's got stuff going on. Everybody's got stuff, and you may not know it. You know, you may not know what's going on in their life, and you know, I that goes for your your coworkers. That goes for the people that you go on calls to. You know, I remember Chief Fincher said, you know, you don't have the right to judge. He was our chief when I got hired. When you go in p- people's houses, you know you, you don't have you, you got to leave judgment at the door. You you don't know what they're dealing with. They're most most likely it's one of the worst days of, of their life. If you're yep. if they called nine one one, it was significant enough that you know they had to they have to ask for help, and you should do what you can to help them and not be judge judgmental and you know um, just be compassionate, have empathy, and um, yeah, that's about it, man. I, so anyway. I know. I think that's great advice, Jim. Yeah, no, yeah. seriously. I think yeah. we, we need more of that, not just in the fire service, but in the world. So I'm with sure, you on that, man. Sure. Well for said. Sure. For sure. Um, with that being said, I thank you. Any final words? Anything you're going to miss the most? What, what would you like to say before we go back up there oh, and uh, just, get back I'm, to your party? Uh, Tom, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to work here, for the people. Uh, it's been a hell of a ride, dude. It's been a hell of a ride. Awesome, man. Congratulations. buddy. I appreciate it. All right. And cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you. All right. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, again, history made. First ever interview with the uh, 7th Street Chronicles. That's awesome. And uh, local 660 member the whole time. We thank you for that. We'll get you your axe. It wasn't ready yet. But uh, thanks, Jeff. And again, congratulations. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you tune in to the next episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to stay updated on the next episode. Also, while you're at it, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and make sure you check out our website at www.cffa660.org. Stay strong, stay union.